0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I'll just take the contact. I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that this that this that. jerk with the map.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, welcome. You are locked out to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Ankstad, media member of Mavs Moneyball Doc. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at com.
3: swapping jerseys. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I ain't swapping no jerseys with Dwayne Wade. Get out of here. Wade can have my socks. That might be the only thing i give him. (laughs) Do you believe in the
2: conspiracy theory that the Mavericks decided to wear their terrible city edition jerseys so that Dwayne Wade would get switched with a terrible Dirk jersey?
3: Okay, so I told Nick before this, I was going to tweet this out, but, you know, I kind of write for the teams. I can't really bash the jerseys too much, but I think it's safe to say that I He'll could... do it on a okay. pod in front of more people
2: than your Twitter feed. <laughs> that,
3: that, that is very, very true, except, <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's way more true. Um, gosh, yes. Um, there are
2: no receipts on the pod, though, I guess.
3: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but... I mean, it's okay to say it's my least favorite jersey uh, that they have right now. <laughs> Everybody keep a secret. Have,
2: Can you guys keep a secret? <laughs> that
3: Isaac they have right the now. <laughs> so, the fact, that that was the first thing that crossed my mind, and then I started seeing tweets about it, and you were saying it, and I was dying laughing that, uh, yeah, they, they didn't want to give him a, a classic white jersey or uh, one of those gorgeous blue ones. Uh, they decided to give him the... uh uh, the true Maverick jersey.
2: Gorgeous is a little bit of a reach there. Um I like
3: the Royal Blue ones.
2: Obviously, we're gonna talk about the Mavericks one hundred and twelve to one hundred and one loss to the Heat, but most of this most of this podcast is gonna talk about Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki. We have audio from both Wade and Dirk about each other, about All Star Weekend, about the twenty uh, or 2006 finals about the 2011 finals got all kinds of audio so that's it's going to be very audio heavy you're going to hear from Dirk uh pretty good audio from Dirk and then Dwayne, Dwayne Wade back in like this basement hallway that had yeah the over. way team
3: locker uh, way team everything sucks so
2: it's not good so for, or for audio at least
3: yes yes and,
2: and sure. it's very small so that's what we're going to talk about today um let's get the game talk over with though because this game was awful <laughs> This game was just—it uh, was hard to watch. Wade had twenty-two points. He was just hitting. It seemed like he was hitting every shot that he took. Um, he was nine to fourteen from the field. Twenty-two points, uh, two rebounds, one assist. He only went to the line twice. He had four free throw attempts. So it was, it's a different shocker. Wade. It's a different Wade.
3: It, this was okay. This was a very tough game to be. Um, you know, as a proud member, proud car card-carrying member of the uh, I hate Dwayne Wade club, um, I had some tweets just ready. I had some, I had some um, clever tweets ready to fire at Wade, uh, but I was wanting him to get just like toasted, or I was wanting him to just miss a bunch of shots or something. And he actually played a decently good game. The, the, <laughs> thing, about so whole, the thing about this whole, the thing about
2: this whole Dwayne Wade one last dance garbage stuff is that. Like, he still Get
3: out can... of here! It's one last. Oh my! I called it
2: garbage stuff for <sighs> you. What else do you want me to say about it? The thing is, like, he uh, can still play, right? Uh, Harp kept saying on the broadcast, he's still got more basketball in him. Like, yeah, he does, but he's he's going out, you know, a, probably a year or two early instead of you know waiting until he can barely run.
3: Yeah, he's not freaking Kevin Willis in his like 38th season, you know, playing for his 20th Ken team. Kevin Willis is like not... 45. <laughs> he's not that but it, one last dance i wish i had the ego to create a hashtag for one last dance and to have a freaking i had some great tweets about his world tour but obviously there's just nothing besides dirk just owning him on the post uh, i had you know i just i gave that a little hashtag one last dance for that one but uh <laughs> but no I mean this guy wears world of Tour hats uh, or his world tour hats in with his name on it and shirts uh celebrating his career and yeah cool I mean I need a new doormat but the heat roster
2: is really weird too this is one of my the, I think I've only super, watched them two or three times with this season but it's just weird to see them they they don't have a traditional point guard they're running justice winslow at point guard. They have hey, I like I there. like him. I do too, but it's weird that he's the the main ball handler.
3: It is. I, they have a bunch of weird pieces. Like I I was sitting there. Uh, I was talking to Charks, and we were just sitting there talking about a bunch of Mavs stuff outside of the Heat locker room tonight. And Ryan Anderson runs passes, and I go, "Dear God, Ryan Anderson!" And he yeah. just starts cracking up. <laughs> he goes, "I know, bro. They got all kinds of guys like that." And and I'm just like, "What? What is uh, like like I forgot Ryan Anderson was even on this team." And they had somebody uh, They got him in pieces, the Tyler Johnson but, trade, I think. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, but man, they move so so good off the ball. Like that's the thing. Like they they cut so good. And um, <laughs> look at this guy. I
2: didn't. Awesome. Either, who is this guy?
3: Duncan Robinson. Who is this guy? No, I I, I know Duncan Robinson. He played at Michigan. Um, you know my favorite podcast out there that I listen to besides Lockdown Mass. Well, I don't know. I listen. I'm a diehard listener of the One <laughs> oh, channel yeah, Podcast China. with, uh, uh, with for the ringer. And he's like a friend of their pot, like they, and they know him and stuff. So, um, but it's really weird that he's actually a two way player for the Heat. But yeah, they have Justice Winslow. I'm a fan of him at the point guard spot. I, I think he, he, yeah, I really like that. And uh, man, I, if I had to pick one player I love on the Heat, that's BAM. Yes, I love Bam. I love I love that guy, man. Like he actually held his ground against Luca a few times and I mean for a big like I yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, and Luca
2: did not have the best game against the Heat tonight. Uh, almost got the triple double. They really, really, really tried to get him that triple double. Put him in with a couple minutes left, and he he kept forcing passes to every single player on the Mavericks, mm. and they were either getting fouled, or they just lost the ball, or didn't get a shot off, or they or like Ryan Brokoff, who could have thrown a three up, he swung it over to the corner. Luca got the hockey assist yep. instead of the actual assist. I wonder if Luca was thinking, "Come on, man, really? <laughs> just take the shot. That's your thing."
3: He, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think you could watch the end of that game and say he wasn't going for it. He was definitely in there to go for it. Uh, they were down by what, like 12, 15? And uh, he was passing on every single possession, yeah. trying to hit an open guy. Uh, like Dwight Powell had a oop, it got fouled. Like there was just a bunch of possessions he was going for it. And uh, you know, however you feel about that. He finished with 18 points, 12
2: boards, nine assists. He was 5 of 17 from the field. He uh, was 5 of 7 from free throw. Three of nine from three. Tim Hardaway Jr. had twenty points in this game. Seven fifteen from the field. That's forty six percent. He only hit four of his eleven threes, which is thirty six percent. That's not too bad, but four of eleven sounds it sounds worse than the actual percentage. Um, but he had a decent game, I thought.
3: Yeah, he um, he shot he shot that one three. I mean, literally, it was like five Oof. feet behind the line.
2: It was an it was an um, inbound pass from the baseline, and and J- and uh, Jalen Brunson kind of flung it at him from the baseline, and it was a catch and shoot from, I mean, honestly, eight feet behind the line.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that he, we talked a lot about him on last pod, so I don't want to go down that route yeah, again. Yeah. But I was talking to another media guy tonight, and we were just talking about just his explosiveness and how much different that is than Wes and. Um, the elevation he gets on his jump shot and just, you know, it's just, it's different. Now he still takes, uh, there's probably a good three to four shots a game. You're like, why did you shoot that? Like, why? (laughs) Um, like he came down one time, like just coming down with the ball dribbling, he dribbles into this, like between the legs type of dribble move. And then just three off the dribble and like, you know, barely hit the front of the rim. And, you know, those type of shots will, I think will iron itself out. Over time, when he goes back to being a third and fourth option, right now he's the the second option on the team for scoring. Right.
2: right. Um, the other storyline from from just the specific game, besides the way Dirk stuff that we'll talk about at length later, just a weird rotation game for for the Mavericks. I mean, they started Salah measuring in this game, so they started Salah, Maxi, Dorian, Hardaway, and Luca. Sala only played, you know, just under eight minutes in this game. He didn't play. He didn't start the second half. I, did, did he even play the second quarter? I don't even know. I don't even remember him playing in the second quarter. It was just this really weird rotation thing. Or Carlisle was just throwing out guys. We got just we got Justin Jackson minutes in the first half for the first time this season. Courtney Lee got a couple minutes and he scored for the first time. We got uh, Trey Burke and Ryan Brokoff minutes. Devin Harris got minutes in the first half. Dirk got his minutes. Powell and Brunson got their minutes. Obviously, I mean. How many players is that? Is that twelve players? Did all the guys that played that, that suited up tonight play? It's just it's weird what uh, yeah. Carlisle's trying to do.
3: It was super weird. It's almost like they called Salah and was like, Hey, we want to bring you back. And Salah's like, No, I don't know if I want to come back. You wave me and then like, we'll make you a starter. Hey, sign me up. I'll be right there tomorrow.
2: <laughs> um,
3: because then he I mean his first game back, he's starting uh, locker room uh drama that we talked about. He got his old locker back beside Luca. Ooh! Uh, they, they moved Justin Jack. They just <laughs> moved Justin Jackson's all of his crap over to Harrison. So he's such a nice uh, guy. He was
2: probably okay with it. It was probably his idea.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, he was probably cool with it. But yeah, Salah gets to start, and then you don't see him for a long time. And you know, Justin Jackson's in with that second crew. And then you don't – like, Trey Burke has had two games in a row where he's played pretty good. Right. And uh, then he got nothing. Like, you said these guys played, but, like, Courtney Lee, Trey Burke, Brokoff, yeah. they didn't get in until, like, the fourth, like, when the game was, like, 15, 18-point lead. You know, it was deficit, an extended, but,
2: it extended garbage time, essentially.
3: Yeah, so that that, that part was kind of weird because, yeah, you just didn't know – why Burke and something? I don't... I, honestly, people have tweeted us a lot about this, but, like, why... One, about rotations, but, like, I don't know why Courtney Lee doesn't play more, but... Yeah,
2: me either. I'm still... Uh, I'm a
3: fan of him. I, I like... I like his game. I, I don't know about that, but... I don't know why he doesn't play, but I mean, uh, we'll talk about Dirk's comments later, but Dirk, man, Dirk, Dirk came out shooting. I had a uh, buddy that was at the game tonight and he texted me. He goes, how bad does Dirk want? He, he hadn't been to a ton of games this year, but he said, how bad does Dirk want to outscore Wade in this game? And I wrote him back. I was like, actually, Dirk, uh, this is kind of what he does this year. He comes off the bench and just launches them and uh, we're going. Well, he's cool trying to pass him. Wilt and, too. Uh, he's
2: trying to get there.
3: Yeah, and he texted me at one point. He goes, man, I feel awkward right now. Dirk, you know, airball the three, you know, or something like how Dirk is moving and stuff. I'm like, listen, as a Mavs fan right now, you just got to watch and you just ignore the airballs and the like kind of rough movement and stuff. And then you just praise the great threes and all that stuff. Like you just got to forget the other stuff. (laughs) And it's like, oh, okay, airball, who cares? Forget about it. But then you just cling on to the hope of the the really great plays. Uh, like the post-up on uh, on Wade, which was marvelous. You can you can cling on to those just like Spock would. <laughs> All
2: right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back... See, I didn't interrupt him to make that joke. I waited till he was done. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, oh. we'll hear from Dwayne Wade. All right, Isaac, let's hear from Dwayne Wade. And uh, this first question is... Uh, a, this audio is a little bit harder to understand. Hopefully, you guys can hear it... Uh, and it's just Dwayne Wade talking about Dirk and
1: what he means to him. Um, well, I'm thankful. You know, I think um, if you look back on it now, uh, I'm on 37, 16 years old, Dirk's 20, right? a little bit older than me. Um, you know, you appreciate having someone like that. You know, it's a part of your journey that pushes you. Um, you know, I think we both kind of help push each other part of each other's stories
2: I found that comment interesting that we're a part of each other's stories it's it's sort of hard to tell the story of Dirk's career without including Dwayne Wade in it it's almost like we talk about the basketball hall of fame and we say, Hey, can you tell the story of the NBA without including this player? Because it's a basketball hall of fame, not just the NBA. So can you tell the story of basketball without manage nobly? Probably not because of his impact in all these different areas. Well, Dwayne Wade's impact in Dirk's career. You know, you can't tell one story without the other and kind of the same way, same for Dwayne Wade too. the 06 finals. And then again in 2011 and he'll, uh, Dwayne Wade will talk about 2011 and what that meant to his career and how that changed it. But it was, It's just an interesting comment that they push each other in that way.
3: They will always be inter- inter- intertwined, and they will go into the Hall of Fame together, uh, which is, you know, some people that's cool, some people it's not. Um, just their history together. It's like what you said, and Dirk and Wade talked about it tonight uh, after the game, before the game, of how 2006 and how that loss uh, I asked him a question about that. We'll hear, you know, how that helped Dirk's career and his motivation and how the loss in 2011 for Wade um, motivated them as a heat team to make some changes. And so they both had got motivation from each other. They both, um, you know, I think Dirk at one time said that 2006, you know, catapulted you know Wade's career. That was his like coming out party. Uh, so like they all have, uh, Wade, I'd forgot that Wade won all-star game MVP in Dallas, uh, too. So, oh, yeah. uh, Wade talking about like the relationship, he equated Dallas where he's talking about important cities in his career. And he said, Chicago, and he brought up Milwaukee, um, and you know, Miami and stuff. And then he was like, you know, Dallas is as big as impact as anything in the memories that he has in Dallas.
2: Yeah. You want to hear that comment? Let's hear Dwayne Wade talking about Dallas and what Dallas meant to his career.
3: Um,
1: no, it's, it's, I was talking about this, um, you know, to somebody recently. You know, Dallas is, is, a, is, a, is a part of my story that don't get talked about a lot. You know, when we talk about the importance of certain cities. You know, uh, Chicago, Milwaukee, Miami, obviously. Um, Dallas is a big part of it. Obviously, winning the championship here, as a third year in the league, and then winning the MVP here, my only MVP as an All Star. Um, you know, and when I lost in the finals here in Denver, it, it it changed my career, it changed my mindset of how I approach the rest of my career. So, just uh, it's very important.
2: He also, in a different clip that was not as good audio wise, he said that um in 2011 when they won, because they won in Dallas, he pointed and said, "Right here is where I, you know, where I, I celebrated with champagne and stuff like that." And yeah, it's hard to hear as <laughs> a match he, he,
3: And he was drunk.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
3: it's he already said, here as a mass fan but it's also not it's, today it's not history. tonight but he yes not oh, it, tonight but he, he was talking about uh being drunk and, Dwayne and Wade talking. scores
2: 22 points drunk <laughs> uh
3: yes he was talking about the champagne and being drunk that night and talking to media and all that stuff but that's funny uh it is it's part of history that we um we don't like to hear or talk about and that happened uh in dallas and stuff for him and but there's a lot of mixed feelings with Dallas. You know, there was a video yeah. that came out before the game in which uh, Dirk, I mean uh, Wade, reenacted the uh, uh, the celebration and stuff. He said he was asked to reenact it, uh, but yeah, okay. Um, you know, so that made <laughs> that made its rounds and, and all that. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: Guys turn into such little kids when stuff like this happens. Hey, re- re- reenact that thing. Do that. Do that thing like in the backyard, like we like when you did it before. Remember when you did it before? It's just funny. Uh, the last thing he said in that last quote was about his mindset after 2011, and I found this comment very interesting about how uh, he and LeBron had to have some kind of uh, like a sit down after 2011 because they got completely torched by Dirk. So let's hear th- let's hear this comment from Dwayne Wade about his mindset after 2011. Wait, Why did you do-
1: change your mindset? Um, well, me at that time, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the story, but that was after, after that. That's when I sat down with LeBron and uh, I took a step back. And, um, you know, I started to, uh, you know, to me it wasn't about the individual part of it anymore. It was really it was really about team success. And I had to take a step back and after to lose that final. We don't lose that final. We win that one. We're still going and, you know, LeBron's still, you know, fighting it out to see who's the best. Um, I take a step back at that point and kind of, you know, let him take over, um, you know, organization that, you know, I would call mine before that. So I uh, just changed my mindset lose losing because that's not why we came together. And, um, you know, once we lost that, it just broke my eyes.
2: It's weird to hear a player talk about, you know, fight it out to see who's the best. You know, because some of these players do think that – we, we joke about guys like Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith and, you know, got, irrational confidence guys J- – you know, uh swaggy P that think that they're better than everybody else in the league. But there are real guys that think they're better than another guy in the league. And even though from everyone on the outside, LeBron was obviously better than Dwayne Wade in 2011. that Dwayne Wade did not think that that did not think that way. And then after 2011, he realized he had to take a backseat to LeBron, even though
3: he choked in the 2011 finals. <laughs> I love, Yeah. I love that. You're chiming in with the choke comments. Um, <laughs> I know how to pay okay, to an audience, Isaac. That's, that's kind of a thing. Uh, I'm actually going to give a compliment to Wade right here, so get ready. Uh-oh. Uh, it's not it's not super easy for somebody like that to do what he did, and I do give him a lot of credit for that. You're talking about a guy that already won a championship, obviously with Shaq in 2006 and all that stuff. Um, and that, guy that,
2: that championship run, by the way, is one of the most incredible – like, that's the – you're, you're a Ravens fan. That's like the Joe Flacco of championship <laughs> runs. The run that he made in that 2006 finals. I mean, the, all the way up until then, he just had insane numbers. Not just in the finals, but that run even up to then was just. I mean, he was like a 36 and you know seven guy. It was just it was
3: wild the numbers he's putting up. Anyway, it, it'd be like Joe Flacco getting getting like uh, 32 pass interference calls in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Did he close. not? I don't remember that Super Bowl uh, at all. Stop it! I do. Was Ray Lewis um, in that Super Bowl? <laughs> yes, he was. Get out of here. Um, I don't. Now you lost my train of thought because Flacco got traded. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, How are you doing? We don't know what to talk about. No, no, it's fine. I love Lamar, but uh, Joe got the ring. But um, what was I talking about? With oh, okay, okay. What You're complimenting him? Yeah, I was complimenting because not every player has the awareness to do that. And the fact that he very obviously admitted to himself of saying, I'm second tier to LeBron. I need to take a step back. And I know it was, like, obvious for fans and stuff, but that's not – you just don't see – I mean, Carmelo still thinks he can start for most teams in the league, and he yeah. sucks. But, like, it, it's a – he – Wade realized that he took this step back and him saying like, Oh, you know, if I didn't do that, we'd still be battling who's best and stuff. Like that is, that was him conceding the whole argument of like, Oh, well ne- it will never be an argument about who's best because I'm willing to give that up because I think it will, be, I think it will be for the better of the team. Like there's one thing looking at it in hindsight and saying, Oh, okay. Well, of course he had to do it because look, it resulted in two titles. When he gave up that, he didn't know that it was going to result in two titles. So like, yeah, it, it looks great now, and say it's obvious now. But anyway, yeah, he didn't think it would be two titles. He thought not one, not two, no. <laughs> not three, not four, not five. <laughs> that was just no. LeBron listing off all the losses he's gonna oh, have in the gosh. finals.
2: I remember that that quote though didn't start with one though. It's, he started off with two, not two, not three, not four. Oh my gosh, that that is a history. That is a moment in the history of the NBA that wow. That's wild. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, there's a bunch of stuff from Dirk. He talks about All-Star Weekend. He talks about the Wade jersey swap uh, and feeling naked. He talks about a whole bunch of stuff. So let's take a break, and then we'll come back and hear from Dirk. All right, Isaac, let's hear from Dirk. This is on the jersey swap. This is two different questions that were asked at different times, so there's kind of a a little pause in between there. And uh, this is just Dirk on the jersey exchange.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been uh, it's been a long time coming. You know, obviously knowing that he's been doing that, and, uh, you know, it's uh, I'll uh, cherish that jer- jersey. Obviously knowing uh, the uh, great competition we've had uh, for such a long time. Uh, like I said, he's a great, great player one of the greatest guards we've we've had in our league. And uh, yeah, like I said, there were some uh, some rough times, rocky times in our relationship after all six, you know, both ways. And um, there was some stuff said that uh, both didn't like. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're both competitors, and you know, uh, you don't love most of your competition. Uh, but we're in this together. We're all family, and um, I'm happy for him. He had a, a heck of a career. I never really swapped jerseys right after a game, so. Uh, Felt a little naked, and my wife beat her there uh, <laughs> on my tank top. Uh, but no, it was cool. It was it's a cool, uh, cool moment, obviously. Um, and it was, it's been a long time coming.
2: Competitors, it was a long time coming. He, he saw it coming, and people wondered if he was going to turn him down uh, earlier. Dwayne Wade said that he hadn't been turned down yet for a jersey swap. Which yes. is which is to say that that Dwayne Wade is the one asking these players to swap jerseys with him, right?
3: Yeah, for sure. And, and which is funny in itself. Yeah, right. Normally <laughs> it's the other way around. That, uh, yeah, that uh, Dwayne Wade is. Uh, you think Tim Hardaway took a a picture with Dirk with their Wade jerseys? <laughs> oh my god! Because remember he was the Knicks player that he yeah, swapped yeah. with. I hope they do like uh, some
2: dumb music video with
3: it. So. um, Behind-the-scenes news, there's a Wade documentary being produced because they, have, they had their own room. Yeah. Uh, they had their own room there at the AAC. He's uh, got guy, their guys falling around, the film crew and stuff like that. So, yeah. yay, can't, can't wait for that. <laughs> Jake Kemp posted a picture of uh, a, a media seat. And in the media
2: seat, they have these little, uh, just like a posted note of, The Mavs logo and then what what person is going to be there or what organization. So, like, Mavs Moneyball sometimes will have one or, you know, The Athletic or ESPN Radio or something like that. They'll all have – then scouts have them too, like a Brooklyn Nets scout or something like that. They'll have these little, you know, post notes posted at the, the table by this, you know, media row. And he posted a picture of it and it said, Wade, Doc. He's like, this is either some old Western guy that's going to come out of here or it's the thing that I'm not interested in at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny, so yeah the the is coming out, so be uh be on the lookout for that or not however you feel no, not at all. <laughs> all right, let's hear from Dirk on his relationship with Dwayne Wade and uh how it kind of changed from the uh, the beginning until now.
1: When would you say your relationship with Dwayne
0: started to improve a little bit? Well, I think we're old now we're older, you know when you're young and you compete, uh he's stubborn and uh, you know. But there was a few guys where I was just not uh, friendly with. You know, we played against the Spurs every year in the playoffs, and I didn't love them guys either. You know, it's just, <laughs> it comes with, with competing uh, at the highest level. and uh, It's just, it is what it is. But, you know, like I said earlier, at the end of the day, we're, we're all in the same league. We're, we're one big family, and uh, even though we compete against each other, uh, we bring out the best in each other, and, um, and that's that.
2: I wonder if you could ever get Dirk, you know, toned down enough, not toned down, but uh dressed down enough that he would tell you what he really feels about guys like Tim Duncan or Bruce Bowen or guys like that. You just wonder <laughs> if he would ever really tell you what he thinks about guys like that. Cause you can tell he, he offered that up. He offered this first thing up out of nowhere, which I just thought was really funny.
3: Yeah. Just, I mean, just the notion of like, Hey, we don't all love each other. We all don't like yeah. each other. like the, and it was the, I think that was the most realistic you could possibly get of Tonight was a respectful moment uh, between two competitors that they both realized. And I think Wade worded it in a way to have it it's a cool moment to show people and I I do kind of see this and I do think it is kind of cool it's a cool moment to show people of you can have your differences you can compete at the highest level and beat arch enemies and everything but there's still a respect factor to the game and I mean you know how much I dislike Wade and he took across the lines with the coughing and different other comments and stuff but I think that was the route that both of them kind of put their mindset to uh, especially Dirk because this is obviously Wade was wanting it really bad. And he even talked about after the game Tim McMahon's tweet uh, in which he said, You know, I'm just glad he didn't turn me down. (laughs) Like it was a prom date or something, you know, like (laughs) like, a promposal. Yes, it was uh, Wade had a (laughs) promposal with Dirk tonight. Um, It was almost like.
2: You know how when you're making fun of like a sibling or somebody you work with or something like that, or maybe even somebody on your own team, like you make fun of that person, you poke fun at them, you do stuff to them, and then all of a sudden somebody from outside of your family or outside of your team or outside of, you know, your organization comes and tries to make fun of that person, you're like, hey, no, 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 only I can make fun of that person. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. that sort of thing where outside of the NBA, you know, if Wade and Dirk saw each other, you know, and somebody was you know making fun of of Wade, Dirk would come to his defense, right? But inside the NBA, when they they have this rivalry, they can go back and forth at it, but know that they
3: still do mutual respect each other.
2: I think I just feel like it's kind of like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. There there's a mutual respect, especially on the basketball court, that uh, they have for each other. And he started off talking Dirk talking tonight about how um, Dwayne Wade had a great game tonight. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. you know, that he played pretty good and like all this stuff. So yeah, they, they have respect for each other on the court, but it was cool for Dirk not to just uh, go with the cliche respect part and to actually, you know, show a little bit behind the curtain that it's okay that we don't like each other, but we can still respect each other at the same time.
2: Agreed. This is the next question by an excellent asker of questions. Uh, just, just pay attention to who asked this question. It's it's there's a pop quiz at the end. So, Uh, This is about Dirk in the uh, 2006 versus 2011 finals. And, uh, you know, just the compare and contrast the differences.
1: When you think about your
3: battles with Wade, do you think about 2006 first or 2011?
0: Uh, You know, you like to think of the moment when you won more than when you lost. Uh, But, you know, I probably say it all the time. I wouldn't have been the player in 11 without 06, without 07. It was in the first round as in, in my MVP year and, you know the, all those disappointments just kept on motivating me kept on pushing me uh, to work hard every summer and uh, ultimately be the closer to 11.
2: It doesn't really sound like you but it was it was Isaac by the way
3: <laughs> it was me and I asked this question because uh, t- was it two years ago I asked Wade the same question um, in a in a different type of setting. Uh, but I this is the Wade, best time I've ever to tell this, to tell this story. So, <laughs> uh, so, okay, well, I'll say this part and then I'll tell the story, but I asked Wade, what, when you come into Dallas, when you walk into this arena, do you think about 2006 or you think about 2011 first? And it kind of gives you a sense of how they wired as a person. Do they think about their defeat or their, yeah. their highest moment? And, uh, Wade said, uh, uh, he said, obviously 2006, that's what he thinks about the most. And, um, so I wanted to ask Wade, you know, two years later now, I, I mean, ask Dirk, uh, what his answer on, uh, was it too? So I guess he hinted that it was more 2011, but, um, yeah. So that moment in which I asked Wade that, so two years ago, and I, I hinted at this on the, uh, or I tweeted this article out today and I hinted at this a while back on the pod and a few people reached out and the new listeners are like, we've never heard this story. So two years ago or a year and a half ago, when Wade was on the Cavs with LeBron in that little short stint, what a great time! <laughs> um, he did so good for the Cavs. But <laughs> when he was with the Cavs, uh, I wanted to do a story. I was still I was writing for FanSided at the time at Smoking Cuban. I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk to Wade and I'm going to ask him about about his free throws in 2006. So uh, I go to uh, the pregame or no postgame media. Uh, that night uh, the Cavs had won and everybody wants to talk to LeBron. So LeBron's obviously a media circus. And so LeBron's out in the hallway, all the reporters, everybody's out there waiting to talk to LeBron and they start talking to LeBron. Meanwhile, at the same time, they open up the locker room for reporters to go in the locker room. So I go in the locker room and Wade's sitting there in a seat and uh, there's an empty seat beside him. And I'm like, this is my moment. I sat down. There's nobody else in there except for me. And there's like Shumpert and Kyle Corver and these guys mm-hmm. that are not on the calves anymore. Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. Oh, like geez. these guys are all, all calves at that time. Uh, so anyway, I sat down I asked him, I said, like, Hey, can I get a few questions? And, uh, and he was cool about it. So I started with the question I mentioned a while ago. And then I asked the question that struck the chord. I said, and, and then listen, here's the thing. It was, it's a yes or no question. He could have just said yes or no, but I said, do you remember how many free throws you shot in the 2006 <laughs> NBA finals? Uh, obviously I'm a little, you know, I was asking for a reason, all this stuff. And uh, uh, so he looks at me and uh, I, I had the article pulled up and he goes, and word for word, he goes, no, nah. he goes, no, a lot though. And then he quickly said that back and then he kind of just thought about it for a second. And then he, then he looks at me and he, you could see the wheels turning in his head that he was getting mad. And he looked at me and he goes, why are you asking about my free throws? What are you trying to, <laughs> You trying to start and get some controversy going. Why do you ask about my free throws? <laughs> and I literally looked at him. I said, I said, what? you know, Dwayne? it's just a simple question. It's just a yes or no question. I just want to know if you asked, I mean, if, if you knew and, <laughs> So at that point, I was sitting in the open seat. So guess whose seat that was that was open? (laughs) Wow, his best friend that was talking to the media. So at that point, LeBron walks in, walks in. I'm sitting in LeBron's seat, and he looks at me and says, up. He just points his thumb and says, up. And I'm like, oh crap! Like, is he talking to me? or Whatever. And he's like, looking. And but I was like talking to Wade. So I get up. I'm like, I mean, like anybody would do. I'm. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry, my bad. No big deal. And uh, so I get up. LeBron sets down. He wasn't the coolest uh, person about it, but you know who cares? I'm a nobody. And so, so Wade. Wade looks at him, and and LeBron looks at him, and LeBron goes, "What was he asking you about?" And Wade looks at LeBron and says, he's asking about my 2006 when I was uh, he's asking about 2006 when I was on the free throw line a lot. At that point, LeBron looks at me and goes, You still talking about that blank? And <laughs> and uh, word for poop. I, I'm just like Yes. And I'm like, What on earth is going on right now? <laughs> uh, and, and I'm like, yes, I, I was just asking a question. It was this a yes or no question. And then Wade asked me, he wasn't done. He asked me, LeBron's sitting there looking at me too. Wade goes, You still believe I didn't get fouled as much as I did? And he asked me that. And and I and all I responded with, I said, it was just a question on if you remembered. That's all I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Nope. That was a long time ago. How many did I shoot? And I said, 96, 97. And he looked at me, he goes, I earned them all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that was our reaction. That was our interaction. He was uh, not too happy. Uh, he wasn't the, the best of interview for that day. And, uh, did I ask for it? Uh, probably yes. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, but, uh, if whenever my time ends and covering the Mavericks, uh, at any point in life, I can sleep well at night knowing that I at least asked Wade about, uh, his free throws <laughs> in 2006. So, uh, uh there you go. Yeah. That's that's the uh the Wade my interaction with Dwayne Wade. That's the And story. LeBron kinda too setting yeah, the that's, LeBrons.
2: That's the story. There you go. He's sticking to it.
3: <laughs> it's oh. in writing too. I tweeted it out today.
2: All right. The last thing. Let's do this last thing. We'll we'll get to all the Dirk all star comments. We'll do that tomorrow because there's not a game. Okay, sweet. Yeah,
3: because we'll right talk there. about all star stuff a lot tomorrow.
2: Right. So let's uh let's talk. Uh, let's hear from Dirk one more time on uh, on. You mentioned earlier the the video was just somebody like a Twitter video. It wasn't the Mavericks did this video of anything, but Dwayne Wade recreating his you know one of his Finals moments. And uh, let's hear from Dirk on on what he said to <laughs> to Wade as they were checking in because they checked in at the exact same time. And by the way, did you see this in the arena that when Wade got up, then Carlisle sent Dirk.
3: Uh, I didn't say, I just knew they were coming at the same time. I saw somebody
2: tweet about this and I, I went back and tried to see it and it didn't really show it that well on the broadcast, but, uh, that, that Wade was the one sent to the table first. And then as soon as Carlisle saw Wade was checking in that he sent Durkin, but anyway, here's Durkin well, would... about... Go ahead
3: no i was saying it was a bummer because i wanted to hear all the booze for wade yeah and you didn't get it and i saw Wes goldberg he follows or he covers the heat he's a locked on heat guy uh he writes for fanside too and stuff he tweeted out and he goes stand an ovation for wade in dallas yeah lol and so like i wrote i'm like no bro like Dirk, uh Dirk came out at the same time so like Yeah, it kind of drowned out the booze that was uh, there for Wade. But you definitely heard the booze later on. As soon as he uh, got the ball. Yeah, as soon as he got the ball, as soon as he was shooting free throws. I will say this. Mike Peasley from ESPN Radio tweeted this out. He said uh, before the game, he was talking to a Heat guy, and he said every single arena uh, this season they have shown a tribute video to Dwayne Wade. Uh, guess who is the first uh, team uh, this season to not give him a tribute video? Hey. We're going with the Dallas Mavericks. So hey. uh, what? That's the at least the the small thing you can cling on to, and the in arena uh, things that they pulled off tonight was great. Uh, they pulled off this Valentine's thing that was hilarious, uh, in which they pranked this Heat fan, which is kind of like a planted Heat fan, but still it was on the jumbotron and he opened it up and it was this uh, Valentine, and uh, it was pretty much. Um, Talking about the Mavericks and Heat, and it ended with, but it, it rhymed and uh, <laughs> ended with, and we won four two. It was like Heat and
2: is is Heat Heat are red. Miami Heat are red. Mavericks are blue. Uh, oh, I can't
3: remember something, 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 and we won. We, we won, won four two. two. <laughs> Uh oh, that was a great moment. Uh I laughed so much with that. Uh and they had another video in which it was like Dirk in this like Tron type of outfit and he was like standing over this uh p- person with a heat logo on it and stuff like that. So, uh that that part was fun. That part was
2: that that was enjoyable. There
3: was a ton of heat fans there. Yes. I mean, a ton. A ton of my, I mean, it was it, it was wild. Like it it yeah, it was crazy, and it it seemed like a lot more towards the end because so many Mavs fans left. And yeah, there was a "We Want Wade" chant, and there were so many pink, like the new Miami Vice. There was a ton of those jerseys, but yeah, I mean, a lot of fans came out for for Wade's uh, farewell hashtag One Last Dance.
2: <laughs> I found the Valentine. It's the Heat wore bl- the Heat wore white. The Mavs wore blue. Happy Valentine's Day. We won four two
3: what a great yes i love that <laughs> right, it was on the, hilarious. right on the
2: jumbotron it was great um all right let's hear from dirk this is on when he when he checked into the game with dwayne wayne
0: he said you got on him when you guys were checking in about the little recreation. yeah i was like that's bringing some bad memories back and, and he had to laugh he's like yeah i had to do it man this this was the building where, where everything started for me and this was basically his, his coming out party you know, 06 finals and um uh, you know he's he hasn't looked back since a couple championships, and uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's been a great career for him.
2: Dark you guys entered the game together at the same time. What did
0: you guys say to each other when you guys were checking in? Just that what I just said.
2: So he uh, he kind of he kind of got into to Dwayne Wade about that, and I wonder if he was actually big mad about it.
3: Yeah, and reminder, reminder. Nick was uh, Nick prefaces well, before we talk about the in arena stuff that he was asked about the Wade reenacted the celebration before the game when he was like warming up doing his pregame routine. He reenacted how he celebrated when they won the title in Dallas. Yeah, and so it obviously circled around, and obviously Dirk saw that uh, and saw you know the video of that and the clip of that. So that's what he was kidding him about and stuff for reenacting that, but. Um, him talking about how that like catapulted his career, you know, that was his coming out party. And you know what? I could have a coming out party too. If I shot 97 free throws <laughs> and, uh, 96, I mean, 97.
2: Uh, don't know if you remember the exact. Number. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. I mean, I think anybody could have had a coming out party If that. I mean, campaign could have had a coming out party if he had 97 free throws. So that's your whipping boy is uh, campaign. Um, you you I, always yeah. love
2: bringing up campaign. What did he ever cause do? Cause he's you? horrible
3: because he's bad. Now I don't understand how he still gets uh, time in the league, but yeah, I mean, they should have exchanged a referee jersey or something. Is Wade going to exchange jerseys with a ref at some point? Or no, he doesn't exchange jerseys with teammates, my bad.
2: <laughs> How long have you been holding on to that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, there you go. I'd you anything else you want to add about this Dirk and Dwayne Wade thing before we go?
3: No, I mean, I'm just glad it's over. I mean, it's not, respect- it's
2: not over, by the way. They play in March. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I know, in Miami and all this stuff, where I had to do this freaking crap again. Is that... You think Luca will exchange jerseys with him at that point?
2: Probably, because Luca actually likes him.
3: Please not. Um, no, I mean, it's like you said before. I respect the history of the game. I respect uh, big moments in history. I just... If if all the other crap didn't happen with Wade, the comments that he said over the past about Dirk, uh, and leadership and stuff, the coughing, the um just how he was back then and like obviously the free throw stuff um, was just dumb with the referees and stuff like if it was just a battle uh it would more respect would be there but listen it's okay like I I tweeted out something about about Wade obviously I'm very open about my dislike for Wade and somebody tweeted as like oh I remember hating Wade and then I grew up or something I'm like listen I I care less you say that you can still dislike Wade like that's okay you can be a Mavs fan and dislike somebody uh no matter if he's uh he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame or not and he he will and uh but I'm not gonna I'm not like pissed tonight over what happened because this is obviously something Dirk wanted to do too and I'm I'm not gonna be mad at anything Dirk does so Dirk wanted to do it it was a cool show of respect for both sides and uh I'm just glad that he'll never step foot as a player in American Airlines Center again.
2: Oh, there you go. That's a good way to end it guys. Thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps. Hey, peace out. Boom. Wait a second.